0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
1: No more secrets, no more lies. We both trip down the basement stairs. And who has lunch with their parents over Zoom anyway? We are talking DC Stargirl, season one, episode two, S-T-R-I-P-E, Stripe. And of course, we have a special guest in the building, we have the one and only Christopher James Baker, a.k.a. or better known as Rainwave. Thank you so Hello. much for being here, sir.
2: Thanks for having me. We appreciate, excited.
1: You. we appreciate you. We're excited to have you. And of course, we, I mean, us three, we have in the building the
3: one and only Jeff Williams. How you guys doing? I'm glad to be here. I wasn't here last week, so I'm glad to finally join the team. And what's best is no one missed you, Jeff,
1: but we miss you in our hearts. <laughs> Shay also in the building. Shay, Shay, all day. What's up, Shay?
0: Hey, guys. Less this episode, I still can't get over the fact that she legit had lunch with her parents while I was in school. That's some uh, craziness. Let's talk about it.
1: I'm not sure if I understood exactly what you said. It seemed like your internet cut out a little. I don't know if it did for everyone else, but it seems like you want to talk about the conflict between Courtney and her parents?
0: Sure, that's what I said. <laughs>
1: well, as long as this, that's what you said, well, that's what we'll go with. Of course, Bria is holding us down behind the scenes. We're going to talk all things Stargirl, which is quickly becoming a lot of people's favorite, favorite CW slash DC show. And we're going to break this episode down as thus. DC Stargirl, season one, episode two, Stripe. We're going to talk about the staff, The staff has become a sentient being of its own, has a mind of its own. We're going to talk Pat and Courtney. Of course, that relationship, is it bonded? Is it strained? Brainwave and The Wizard have their own very interesting conversation. Project New America. It seems like the supervillain project has become unfurled. We have Mr. Sharp, and he cuts Sharp. Pat gets ripped. Courtney's friends. Our open house at the school Denise Z, what was that all about? Brainwave's ultimatum, a showdown. We have our special segment, Stars and Stripes, where Shay is going to relate something from the Stargirl comic to the screen. And of course, in honor of Brainwave, we will be talking lots of Brainwave. We have some news and gossip as we get down to the nitty nitty gritty with the inside scoop and our own special predictions. Hopefully, we have a lot of juicy details. Let's discuss our overall thoughts on this week's, epi- uh, this week's episode. And let's start, of course, with our guest of honor, Christopher, if I may call you Christopher. Christopher, what are your thoughts on this week's episode?
2: Um, I, I really love this episode. I think, um, I, love the, I mean, the pilot episode was fantastic and, and sort of mind-blowing for a TV show, I think. They packed so much into it. Um, And introducing so many characters. I mean, a a pilot's always a tough job, I think. You've got to set so much up and do so much sort of establishing of everything and and getting the tone right and still making it fun but without going, here's this person, here's this person, here's this person. Um, And I think by the second episode you then get to, you know, it really sort of hits the ground running. They're very much a, um, a sort of part one, part two, I feel like. You know, it starts exactly where it left off. If you watch them back to back, it feels like um, one big chunk of the story together. And so I feel like that this second episode didn't have to do, it still does a lot of heavy lifting with regards to introducing more and more um, plot points and characters. Um, but I think it does so in a really exciting and fun way. And, you know, she she becomes star girl in in this one
1: she does um, become star girl we get a lot of brainwave and i think that's one of our favorite parts how did it feel to bring this particular villain to life on screen
2: um just so fun um i i just had an absolute ball doing this um everything i mean getting into that suit I mean, that it's like a three-piece custom-made fitted just thing of beauty. Um, and once once I was in that thing, it was just like, all right, bring it on. It was just really fun. And, I mean, doing – I haven't worked – I've done some other sort of big things with set pieces but not kind of big, stunt-intensive things like this and, and that sort of battle at the end of the – at the end of the episode um, with Stripe and, and star girl Courtney um, with just lots of wire work and flipping and cars flying across car parks. And some of that was, some of that was practical, lots of buses sliding across, you know, sort of three nights of doing that sort of thing is just so fun, hard work sometimes all night, but um, (laughs) to, to sort of, you know, having moments of going, I'm, I'm being a supervillain. This is this is really cool.
1: You are um, being a supervillain. You are being a supervillain, and you are no stranger to the comic book world. Of course, you were an agent of Shield, and you've also been in Gotham, so you're no stranger to the DC universe either. Jeff, what were your overall thoughts on this week's episode?
3: No, I I really enjoyed this week's episode. From the introduction of like Star Girl with the suit to just seeing the interactions with Brainwave and his son, trying to see if he has the powers as well. Just all the small nuances, the small conversations were really the best parts, um, in my opinion. And then to see that not it not only continued from the pilot, but like grew from that and added more action, it was great to see. I, I just loved the whole episode.
1: Our, we appreciate your enthusiasm and are inquisitive about Shays. Shays, your overall
0: thoughts. I... Overall, I thought the episode was fantastic, especially the scene between Wave and his son where he is trying to figure out if his son has the same power as he does in his creepy dad way. And that fight scene was everything.
1: Well, we, we, we tend to have a soft spot for, at least I do, for Pat. I'm a very big Pat fan, I think, of course. Me too. Just the nicest person, the nicest guy, to the point where if, when any time I see conflict with Pat, I, I immediately dislike the other person, even if it's Courtney. I really <laughs> enjoy the show coming from the Game DC Pat. universe. Pat. Exactly. It, coming from the DC universe, this is going to be a huge hit, and we hope to continue to see more Brainwave. We hope this is not the end of Brainwave, simply because not only have you played this part fabulously, Christopher, not only because you're on the show with us today, but in general, we enjoy you as you basically encapsulate the idea of a supervillain. Some people even love to say that you look like a supervillain. Do you find that that stereotype (laughs) applied to you? Do you find people shying away from you and it's not even social distancing or quarantine?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've always wondered why that happened. It's like, I don't know, my kids think I'm pretty funny. Um yeah I'm not sure about that but I've I've definitely learned into it um sort of as as you can tell I'm Australian originally um and it seemed the as I started working in in America we've been in New York for for 10 years now and um I don't know it just started getting cast in these sorts of things and and it's the sort of work that I love doing these characters are always you know if they're on on the edges um they seem to have more layers and they're just generally more interesting um i I gravitate to this sort of work um trying to find some some truth playable truth in in the psychology of of such uh kind of you know big and source material like this i i find i find that stuff interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't generally scare people in the street
3: that often.
1: You seem like the nicest person to me, Jeff Shea. <laughs> would you like to yeah. chime
3: in here? I yeah. feel
1: like...
3: Chris, you, you, you seem really nice, but you've been on DC and Marvel, both TV shows and both. Um, do you have a favorite? Can you say if you have a favorite?
2: Of course not the the universe <laughs> on oh, this, this, I had a ball doing agents of shield. That was, that was really good fun. That was, I mean, I think that was season six. So, the, you know, by the sixth season, they're a, they're a well-oiled machine and everybody's, it's like stepping into a fat, like being a guest at a at a family dinner that you get really well looked after. And, but everybody knows everyone. And it was just, it was really good fun and really slick doing this has, um just such a big part of my heart because we all when you when you're part of creating it from the ground up from the pilot episode and um and working out those dynamics and and feeling it kind of come to life and breathing at the beginning of it and then seeing how we're in, we're in the fortunate position where sort of the writer's room was still happening back in la whilst we were filming and then as the latest scripts start coming in and 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 there, the, the writers are able to see what you're doing on set, and, and watching the dailies as they come in, and then and then the the writing sort of starts to get sort of tailored to to what they're seeing, and they really start writing for the character. And I mean, towards the end of the season, the, the I mean, these scripts are amazing, and they just keep the whole thing just the way it progresses, and and the way we all all the characters develop once the JSA starts coming into it. And um, so it's, it's been really special to be a, a part of seeing, no birthing is maybe too strong a word, but <laughs> you know, being, yeah. being a part of that creation from, from the ground level rather than stepping into something, which was. So basically
1: what you're saying is that brainwave doesn't die. Great. Piece of information right there. Thank you so much. (laughs) I told you we're full of bits of tea. Let's talk about the staff. (laughs) Staff becomes a sentient being in this uh, particular episode where Courtney now seems to engage in conversations with the staff. Shay, Jeff, what did you think about Courtney's relationship with the staff and with her personal relationship in the idea that Starman is her father.
0: Well, in her mind, it had to be a reason why her dad didn't show up that Christmas. There has to be an explanation, and now, even after ten years, I finally got my explanation, and it has to make sense. If Starman, if Starman died that day, the same day I was living on my dad, my dad has to be Starman. Like it has to, it has to make sense. Anything else, now won't she won't hear of anything else? Which I think is a very normal reaction for all these years and to finally hear something in your mind that clicks okay cool that's I'm down for the cause that's thing that makes sense I don't want to hear anything you have to say it doesn't matter Pat have a nice day for her relationship with the staff I love that I love that they seem to have an understanding of what the other person is feeling or what the other person is going through and it seems like oh I understand you you understand me Just give me a minute. I I just kind of fought somebody who almost wanted to kill me. I'm only 15. Give me a second. And I I love the connection they already seem to have. Like, it was almost instant. And that's really cool.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense to me. One time, my father didn't show up to one of my basketball games. And at the same time, Denzel Washington was filming Training Day. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Denzel is my father. (laughs) That's actually how I felt. So I completely understand. Thank you so much for clarifying that uh jeff what were your thoughts
3: yeah kind of to just go off of what shay said she kind of she kind of just forced assumed it it worked out out of convenience and like for her to for the staff to work for her and for her to not have a dad is like no this means he's my dad this is my destiny she's kind of just forcing all these assumptions on her because she wants it to click and she wants a reason why her dad was not there because she doesn't want to think anything negative towards her dad so it all it all makes sense on that front. And then for her relationship with the staff, I just hope that she she grows with the staff. Like there's learning curves. Like there's a lot of struggles because it's not more it's not realistic if she just starts just doing kick flips and everything else with the staff and just able to take down the whole JSA. Like it just I just want to see um, some more struggle.
1: Christopher, give us some insight. We have a poll going. Is Starman star father or not
2: that is a good question
1: you're going to be our <laughs> mori Povich right now show us the results
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, look uh, that's that's one of the one of the things that you you you'll find out um, through the through the course of the season and i think it, in such a clever way the the way jeff Johns and the writers I mean thematically uh, that just comes out all the way through like in all this like with with Henry King and and Junior and 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 Pat and Courtney and I mean I think that that thematically that this overriding theme of of fathers and and you know who is the real father the one that's there for you or the one that that is meant to be or in your mind or how you make I think there's really interesting stuff going on with all of those levels and and that question. And is that really important? The answer to that question. I mean, it is for her, but what does it change? Who she is or that sort of stuff I think is really interesting. And what what I found really exciting about a lot of the the scripts, how, how cleverly that stuff's woven into it across all the characters there. It's all, um, yeah, sort of parental relationships and how they affect our lives and, and the way we view the world as, as young people as well. And different well, levels of love.
1: You speak about parental relationships. We do get a relationship that has not gone unnoticed between Pat and Courtney. What are your thoughts on the Pat-Courtney relationship, Jeff?
3: That is 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 interesting because... She's looking for a father and he's there to be a father, but it's just, she's never seen him in that light. She thinks of him as a sidekick. She thinks of him as someone that can help her. And she's always saying, Starman's my father. I need to save my father. I need to avenge him. And he's just standing there, one trying to help, one trying to be a father figure. It's it's very complicated. And that's what I find frustrating as like a viewer with their relationship is just like, you need to be that. You need to be stern sometimes, like you are her stepfather, and it just it almost comes off as he as he wants to be the sidekick. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. Shay,
0: there I, to pick back off Jeff, their relationship is definitely complicated, and it needs some work. Like you, like yes, you're quote unquote her sidekick, but you are still her stepfather, and I kind of need you to show some more forcefulness instead of kind of just letting her steamroll you the whole time. And like you said, like, she's been looking for a father. He is a father figure. And sometimes maybe the fact that your dad was in your life made you become who you are now to be Stargirl. It's a it's a kind of warped way of looking at it, but it's something that happened. Like, maybe he wasn't meant to be in your life, so your journey could be to be this.
1: That's a very mature way of and looking they- at it. My, my, my problem isn't even with, I love Pat. So every time Courtney's mean to Pat, I'm like, Courtney, calm down. <laughs> Why not? Cause you're 15. How about that? Also makes me never want to have kids <laughs> watching the show makes me never want to have kids, let alone step kids, let alone a family. I also questioned Barbara. Like you just saw both your, your uh, new husband and your <laughs> child with bruises on their faces and they both conveniently, fell down Hell the stairs, down the at some point, either they're being beaten by their husbands or something else <laughs> is going on. Like you might want to have a conversation where you're like, hey, guys, I'm not buying this. I need to know what's really going on. Why are you guys hanging out in the basement so much? And so forth. So we'll see how that relationship, uh, how that relationship grows. We also know that yourself, um, Christopher, you have a very interesting technique as henry uh interesting parenting technique that i hope a lot of people don't pick up on you're a little (laughs) tough on your son which is supposed to i assume give us that antagonist feel of why he is the bully he's bullied by his father hurt people hurt people how do you feel about these people christopher
2: um about the henry's in in the henry's the henry's Henrys. that's what we referred to them (laughs) um Look, I think I think that is. I think you're right. Both in, in seeing how the way you know we're, we're treated affects the way we treat people. I think that's that's in there. Um, I also think, and 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 this is part of. I think the job as an actor with a character like this of you know you can't think of them as as evil or or mean if you, if you get to a point where you can can justify what they're doing as right and and the mother's not there and this is what he thinks best and and he's trying in his way to to try and connect or to make him better and and sort of teach in the way he can like I think that I really love that that moment, the last line of, of their scene together in the study, where he makes him give him the money back, and and sort of the the parental advice. So he's quite didactic, but it's like don't you never steal.
1: Steal from family. From
2: family. <laughs> it's Very like, important. You never from, steal from family. There is honor family. amongst thieves, of course. Right. Honor <laughs> <among thieves. laughs> um, and I think that there is even even though that's that stern. And I've I've known. I mean, my dad wasn't like that, but i've i had friends that had stern parents and um and I think that doesn't mean there's no love there it's just coming out in different ways and at different times um, yeah it's tre- it's complicated, which I think is great it's not it's not just um oh yeah, I've seen that before.
1: You've seen it, of course. And, of course, your father wasn't like that. He wasn't stern. You became an actor. So, right. <laughs>
0: father,
1: obviously, wow. this is extremely open-minded. Let's talk about, we saw Brainwave and The Wizard. We saw that, um, that interaction. Of course, Wizard feels like he's in charge, but Brainwave clearly does not, undermines him, goes directly to Icicle. But we get the term Project New America. We get this new plan that's opening up. Shay, what do you think Project New America is?
0: i I have a theory, but I can't really verbalize it the way I want without probably offending somebody, so I would like to wait till I get more information. Jeff, how do you feel about Project New America?
3: <laughs> I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be um very interesting and like strategic because we see that all the all the players of the j s a have taken different leadership roles in the community, so it's gonna be like how are they going to take over the community and what that actually materializes to be. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because all the players have high roles in the community as shown in, um, in the open house, how many of them were called out. So it was, it was really cool to see, but I'm, I'm, I love the parent um, parent child dynamic, just kind of going off the last question um, of all the different uh, JSA members and their kids, or just like parents and their kids and um yeah well i have
1: no problems offending anybody and i feel like project new america clearly the super villain plan is something that's going to be mm. diabolical and nefarious and something that was very key that christopher illuminated in regards to the character of the villain the villain does not think of themselves as a villain that is the key element that i believe christopher was mentioning in regards to playing it's a person who's even though they're a, they're a bad guy, they don't think of themselves as the bad guy. They're under bad circumstances. If you see Brainwave has a child and wants the best for his child, just this is the way he thinks that he can get this from his child. And that's mm-hmm. an unfortunate reality of many villains that we see played on television and in real life. We see a lot of villains in this episode. We see Mr. Sharp as the boss who's in charge with Barbara we get to see Icicle. What were your thoughts on the villains? And ultimately getting to Christopher as we go down the line, what were your thoughts on all of these villains? Shay, you got to see a lot of different incantations of villains. What were your thoughts?
0: Um, at first, Icicle is hot. That's probably, that's just. Thank you,
1: Shay. Jeff, just what hot. were your thoughts? <laughs> Jeff, we Wait,
0: appreciate uh, you. Thank
1: you. Whatever. This is why nice guys finish last. Do you understand? Do you see what we yeah. deal with, Christopher, in the world? Do you see this? That's why It was a pretty we, cool
2: intro song. Exactly.
1: Exactly. That's why your villain face doesn't repel women, it, just, it brings them to you, it brings all the, the girls to the yard. It's more powerful than milkshakes. Shay, what did you think of Icicle and Mr. Sharp?
0: Okay, so Icicle's hot, cool power, <laughs> Mr. Sharp. I'm, I want to know more about his role, because even though obviously he is this leader of American Dream and he's a high role, he's still in a way second to Icicle Jordan. So I really want to know a little bit more about him and what his, like his role and everything is and what his stake and everything is as well. That's what I'm so really interested.
1: Hopefully, we'll learn more about Sharp, aka the gambler. Jeff, what were your thoughts on the villains we got to see?
3: I just love that we got to see more more of them and who are, like who the players are and how they're involved in the neighborhood. Whether it was like Barbara's, uh, Barbara's boss being a player, um, the wizard interacting with um, freeze or yeah, the wizard interacting with uh, freeze and everything. I just I just love seeing the players and I want to see how they interact who's like really in charge, obviously with Jordan coming back, that's going to shake everything up. So I'm I'm interested to see what's, what's going to happen.
1: So we'll we also, also, we also saw Sportsmaster. Like? Exactly. We also saw Sportsmaster. Uh, and I want to know from Christopher, who's more of a villain? Is it is it the gambler or is it Icicle? So is it Eric Goins? I mean, in real life, since you got to meet and play with them in real life, which one is more the villain, Christopher?
2: Oh, they're both terrible people. Terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, this is the, this is the fun. The, more of a villain in real life. Yeah, well who? Um, well, Neil Jackson, who plays Icicle, um, is British. So yes. can't trust him much at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. I can, yes. <laughs> right. That's just people with British accents. It's worse than Australians. Yeah. Um by far. <laughs>
1: by far. That's why all the na- the but nature you, documentaries are ink British. It's you can't trust that. Right.
2: But you're forgetting my my favorite character, um, we got to see another flash of Solomon Grundy um at mm. the end of the episode.
1: Yes, we did. Mm. Yes, that's we what's did. up. Yeah, Solomon Grundy is what's up, and that is definitely how we get to we're seeing Pat getting ripped in the in the gym, which is obviously gonna be a A part that plays pretty big. We also get to see another uh, form of Courtney's friends, the loser table as it was put. I put that in air quotations for those listening to us on iTunes. Thank you for doing that. Give us five stars and write an opinion. We enjoy you very much. We also get this open house where we kind of get a quick and going to Christopher's point of how hard it is to introduce so much storyline. I love what the writers are doing. They're doing this fast paced no nonsense. Let's cut through it all. Get to the points of things. We get to see the different variations of characters all come together in one place at the school open house. We also get to see Den- Denise Z, uh, who is the wizard's wife. So what were your thoughts on Denise Z? Is there something going on between Denise and her mind with Pat? And what will become of it, Jeff? It
3: was, it was interesting to see because that whole... That whole um... Dynamic conversation was just weird from the start, and I don't think Pat had a clue, which is the greatest part about it. We all knew something was there. Pat was just like, Pat was being Pat, but um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be curious. I'm curious to see what's going down down the line. Shay,
0: yeah, that whole entire thing was just awkward in the sense that Pat, because because Pat had no idea, what, which is what made it funny, but. In my mind, I'm just like, okay, so your husband's maybe around the corner in this little gym and you're trying to talk up this this guy you just met who's new to town. Mrs. Robinson, I'm gonna need you to cool your jets. You're like, I need you to calm down, ma'am.
1: She was funny. The actress uh,
0: actress was hilarious.
1: Mrs. Robinson was between between a woman and a younger person. I'm just saying, this is more like black China. This is more like black China. (laughs) We could probably use that iteration. Uh, Christopher, you're you're there in this open house. You're following Courtney. Can you please talk us through brainwaves trying to track down this person who is an imminent threat, this person who is the second incarnation of Starman in this female student person. What were your thoughts in this particular scene?
2: Um, the thing I love most about this scene um Greg Beeman directed this episode and I mean things like this you shouldn't really notice when when they're done well but that whole sequence was was done in one shot um Mm -hmm. after after the principal's speech when it kind of then went into the the cat and mouse as you called it I Mm -hmm. think um that was just one and I mean to pull off I think it was Nearly like five or six minutes of of just following one character and then picking up someone else and then crossing and then thing and it really gave that feel of of a cat and mouse ma- of hide and seek of something and and kept coming back to Courtney and then they'd be off in the corner and then thing and then the if you think about it the, like they could that could have been a whole bunch of little cut up scenes um you know hearing these people talking that, but the, the the way it was put together I think and that's very that doesn't happen very often on on tv like this whole show felt like making a couple of like smaller feature films not small in scale but just because they just didn't like with i think there was 80 80 or 90 extras as well as pretty much everyone in the main cast coordinating with with steady cams and, and the lighting and everything that whole sequence like took Full day to to just and because if any element of it goes wrong, you've you got to go back and and do it again. And for all of those performers and like you say, for then for then Luke and Lisa to pull out that scene at the very end, which is just uh, like hilarious and brilliant. And you're just going, "Wow, what's that?" Like, and it plants all these questions that you guys have of like, "Who are they and where are they going and everything?" And then, but you haven't dropped a beat, and then it's straight into to, to brainwave. And, and Courtney, and, and what's going on there? Um, I love that that whole sequence. And doing it was just super fun because you're sort of hoping that by the time it gets to you, you don't you know mess it up. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: no pressure. We're gonna just have to do this yeah. whole thing over. You're gonna ruin yeah, everything no and ruin the shot if yeah. you do anything wrong. No pressure. No Pressure. Well, and when it comes it funny, <laughs> exactly. And when it comes to pressure, of course, the most pressure was on when we got Brainwaves Ultimatum. Bring me the staff or I will hurt your mother. That's the biggest no-no in the game. You don't talk about anyone's mother, let alone hurt them. So we get this showdown between Stripe, who takes the place of Courtney, coming to the rescue in the new suit, Stripe versus Brainwave, and then, of course, Courtney coming to the rescue, showing her courageous spirit and taking Brainwave down. Let's um, let's go directly to Christopher in regards to this scene. How fun was it to do this scene? What's going on in the scene? And I also want to open it up for Jeff and Shay to ask questions in regards to the scene as well.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think I mentioned earlier, like it was, th- this was, this is when I really went, oh, wow, we're really making a big show here. It was three nights of, of a night shoot with the full, with the stunt team doing incredible rigging and, and practical effects blowing up cars and tossing buses and moving them in shot whilst techno cranes and zooming in and and Breck being flying in and being amazing. And it was also really cool because that was actually the first time that her they call them super suits so her star girl super suit um played like it was the first time she properly got it on and it was on set working. So it was, I mean, I think it was it was like a, a pinching dream come true moment for Jeff Johns, the creator, to, to sort of see that character come come flying in off, off the magic, off the cosmic staff and and she just stands there and I'm Stargirl and that's my sidekick. Like it was so cool that's to, my sidekick. sometimes Sometimes you're on set and you just, you just have a moment. And you go, Oh, this is, this is one of those moments that was, cause I was standing just off camera whilst this huge big camera came in and she swung down and did that flip and somehow managed to just stand there. She's amazing. And, and pull that off. Just like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm Stargirl. girl. And I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. That was one of those trailer moments almost. Um, but also just very cool. Everyone was, was just excited. All the, all the departments were there going, this is it. This is Stargirl. This is the this show. This is where- Stargirl.
1: This is she where just home 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 actually makes sense. Why do we take home? Right? home <laughs> so we can create our own We're <laughs> We to make our own custom. super suits. Yep. Jeff Shea, do you have any last questions for Christopher?
3: I was just going to ask, uh, what has it been like joining the CW as a whole? Because now you, CW and DC TV as a whole, because you've joined the likes of Le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, um DC TV all of those shows have you, have you heard have you been able to talk to anybody from those shows
2: I haven't had any direct contact with with any of those guys um and I I'd, I'd be excited to see I think there was a brief um kind of arrow arrowverse in in the multiverse there was a brief crossover I think where um, the new JSA sort of appeared with Stripe briefly, so mm-hmm. I guess there is definitely that possibility. Um, but no, I haven't as yet. We are, and, and this is only just getting going, so hopefully, maybe you know, in in the coming weeks, we, we might have have some more contact with those guys or or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely exciting to be a part of that family, and um, you know, the response from from the fans of those shows too. Um, it's it, I think it's the perfect home for this show as well um yeah
1: we think it's amazing yeah. shay do you have a last minute question for christopher
0: yeah definitely so when you were when you got the part where how did you research from the comic books or the other times that brainwave has appeared in television
2: i don't think brainwave has appeared in television i may be wrong but um i could He's
0: appeared like in smallville and in a in a couple but and technically well, it was more, I have, I have the information right here.
1: <laughs> so technically like, Wikipedia did... is more right than you, Christopher, just to let you know. But you know what? The only that. time we care about him appearing on, on television is when you're playing him. So he's right never on. been on television before.
2: Right. right, not in this incarnation. So how um... did you
1: do your research <laughs> for this role?
2: i did i i I got my hands on the on the original kind of golden age comics and and um just use that as a as a launching off point but if you um if you try and find here's a superhero i want to introduce you to say hi james
1: hi james (laughs) oh my gosh
2: i'll be out in a minute
1: James isn't going to go around if you don't come home one day and be like, "Starman's my dad. Starman.
2: Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it was it, in, in some ways it, it sort of, I mean, each job dictates a different way of working, but sure. it was similar to how I do any, any other, any other job you get as if there's, if there's material there or a book to read or, or, or something to watch or other influences, like I kind of soak into that a bit, but then ultimately it then becomes about leaving all that stuff at the door and um, and taking it into your body and and just a lot of it's just ruminating and thinking and and sort of playing in in imaginary space. And then we had these wonderful scripts that came along, and you start to 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 get a sense of you know what what's happening and 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 the psychology and then what these scenes are like and and it's sort of comes trying things out and then things like you i remember the day that i first tried on the the suit the super suit i'm sure and, you do and it, it seems very oh difficult. my gosh it's just just amazing but then also just what it does because it's just so fitted and 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 this neckline and so then then that that informed the physicality of of, of a real sort of um and, and because he's not physical, like all the superheroes are so physical, and they all have moves and they do stuff. But I really lent into the idea, and I like the idea that he just wouldn't have to. He just he just does nothing. He can just stand there, and 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 he has this immaculate suit. It's just, and so I, I just sort of you just start throwing all that stuff into a into like a big pot, and you know get your soup going. And then I think what ends up on screen is just sort of like the. The smell of it, but you put all this stuff into into a big pot and and stir it all up, and and then you're just playing and you're experimenting. A lot of it you find in scenes. You start working with Jake Austin Walker, who played my son, um, and you start to go, oh, okay, and you find it as you're doing it, and then that informs the next scene that you do, and and then the character starts coming together, and you hope it doesn't suck too much but
1: well it sounds delicious Christopher I must say you put it all on the spot <laughs> can't wait to have a bite uh let's get into Stars and Stripes our special segment with Shay let's talk some brainwave let's do the research for you Shay
0: okay so brainwave first appeared Technically, brain also brainwave this is a fun fact to find out there's two brainwaves there's brainwave when it's just one word and then brainwave when it's two words And that technically also goes for Henry King Jr. becomes the second brainwave. Because in the comics, his dad dies and passed down his powers to him, which makes his own telepathic powers go even more insane to a topper level. However, how that's going to happen in Stargirl, we'll have to find out. You're not dead technically, you're still there. You're just in a coma seizure. We'll find out how Stargirl really takes on that. Job of either brainwave is going to live or brainwave is going to die. And if he dies, how is Henry King Jr. going to come into it? Because in the comics, he goes between playing a hero and playing a villain seamlessly, like he flows back and forth between those two roles. So it's going to be interesting to see which one he's going to choose.
2: Well, I agree. (laughs) Well, yeah. <laughs> Christopher,
1: Christopher I, f- I feel like he's exactly the same way. He flowed seamlessly between playing a hero and a villain. But today, he was the hero for being on our show. Thank you so much, Christopher, for being here with us today, taking the time out of your busy schedule and your amazing family just to talk DC Stargirl with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, it's super cool. I could hang out and do this all day. It's fun talking with, with people that that really appreciate the, all the details and the hard work, and you think so much of it goes unnoticed, but it, it doesn't, and um, yeah. Well,
1: Thanks we really appreciate me. you. EW.com released an amazing article, DC Star Girl Neil Jackson, your coworker, talks Supervillain Icicles debut. So Shay, if you wanna go see more of Neil Jackson's hotness, please go check that out. Christopher, I think you're hot enough for me, so it's fine. We're going to get into some predictions really quick. Pull out that crystal ball. Let's ask everyone, Roundtable Robin, your quick one-line prediction for next week's episode. Let's start with Shay.
0: I think we're going to see Icicle become, become more a part of the community. And I wonder what his role actually is going to be.
3: Jeff? I think Stargirl is going to get into some trouble by sneaking out and doing her own thing. Christopher?
2: I can't make predictions because I actually know exactly what happens. So you should just, would, you should
1: just, it would, just predict- it would
2: be a disservice. So it would be. A diss- one oh,
1: yeah. I was trying. Did you see this? Did you see yeah, what I yeah. did there? You know? Okay. No, it's amazing. In
2: episode three, these yes. aliens come down and um, there's like these flying. No, that's not true. So it becomes Roswell star <laughs> crossover CW
1: universe. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, my prediction is that we're going to see a lot more of kids versus kids because this concept of the grown-ups versus the kids is a little awkward considering Stargirl is a teenager. But it won't be when we've already seen the conflict between Henry King Jr. and and Courtney. So I think that transcends into all of the supervillains kids, but not all the supervillain kids have supervillain kids, if you know what I mean. If mm. you don't, we'll talk more about this next week as we come back. Christopher, where can people find you if you want to be found?
2: Um, on Instagram, I'm Christopher underscore James underscore Baker. Underscores—that's um, always a superb thing to do. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a classy <laughs> thing to do. It is. Um, I'm not. I'm not much of a of a tweeter. Um, I do have one. Oh, uh, I could send it to you. I forget. I think I'm at Brooklyn Baker Boy. Boy, but without that was, the wine. That was that was of it course
1: your rap days when you were Brooklyn Baker Boy. Yeah, a lot of people don't exactly. know. Brooklyn Baker yeah. boy, Brooklyn Baker boy. I used to listen to that track all the time. Jeff, where yeah, can you can find, find
3: you? that on iTunes? Uh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, uh, triple Bs. I'm definitely looking that up on iTunes after this. Appreciate that. You guys can follow me and continue the conversation at Jeff Will Jr. on our social media platforms. Shay,
0: and you guys, and you guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram, and the Dish Upon a Star series on Sundays at two p.m. And guys, we we. See You in the show, we're so sorry we did not get to you today. But you guys are amazing.
1: Please give us some shout outs from the chat, Shay, if you can. Some of the people I got MVP
0: Life 22, I got Smallville Mac, Ivan Soto, I got I hope I do not say your name wrong, Talia Manning, I got Megan Dawn, I got Renji in the building. So awesome! I'm so sorry we did not get to you, but we noticed you. You are what's up everyone thank you so
1: much that's what's up directly from brainwave himself and of course a big what's up for me if you want to find me i am tehran all across the board literally at i am tehran on all social atmosphere and find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other AfterBuzz buzz after shows because all of your favorite tv shows are my favorite tv shows too you know i'm all over the dc universe we will be back with more Stargirl. So until then, stars away. I, I, we don't we don't have a sign off yet, but we will. Bye. I
2: love it. Stars <laughs> away.
0: Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first; we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup.